takeover. The break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Ho. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the globe. Welcome to episode 32 of the Takeover Podcast Show titled The Superstar Peace Story. DJ Marley made his return to the Takeover Podcast Show and we're discussing some things about DJing. And then DJ Marley flips the interview on me and starts interviewing me about how I got started in podcasts and many other things about myself. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of When the Interviewer Gets Interviewed in episode 32, The Superstar Peace Story. What's up, what's up? Welcome to the Takeover Podcast Show. This is your boy, Superstar P, and we got a repeat guest in the house tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? We got <laughs> we got DJ Marley back again with us. What's good with you? What's going on, Superstar P? This is DJ Marley, the bro, once again. Now you're listening to the Takeover Podcast. Man, I'm back, man. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Usual stuff. Usual stuff. So what's um, what's been good with you lately? What's some of the latest stuff you've been doing? Oh, man. So... Uh, you know, I've been DJing in the local area, you know, been DJing in Texas, been DJing in uh, Louisiana. Um, I did a, I did a trail ride yesterday. Oh, yeah. How did it turn the, out? The Bad Boys Trail Ride. Man, let me tell you something. It was so crazy because I got to see uh, like black people in a way that I've never seen before. Now, I'm a city boy. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I'm right. from New York. You know what I mean? And, you know, being in Louisiana and being down here is a whole different thing for me. So I go to this trail ride. Now, I've never been to a trail ride before. Never been to a trail ride before, man. I'm seeing I'm seeing black people in, in, in boots, cowboy boots and cowboy hats and stuff like that. And I'm talking about I seen a little kid. Man, I seen a little kid. He couldn't have been. He couldn't have been more than eleven years old riding a horse, riding a whole horse, bro. I've never seen that in my life. I didn't even know it was possible. I didn't even know it was possible, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to be at least like 15 to ride a horse. You know what I mean? Nah. And this little kid was riding a horse, man, and it amazed me to see this little kid riding this 1,000-pound, two, two 3,000. I don't know how much a, a horse weighed, but he was controlling this horse, man. He was riding like it was nothing, like he does this. You know what I mean? It was just so nice, man. It was it was a cool vibe. Um, I th- It was the bad boys. Bad Boys Trail Ride yesterday in uh, Timpson, uh, Timpson, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You deep in the country then. Oh, man. yeah. I, we was out there in the sticks, man. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about you seen like a church and then like I had to take a turn and then it was like a, I'm, I'm riding through these woods for like a good 10, 15 minutes and then you get to the trail ride. Like I wasn't even sure that, you know, I was going to the right place. I'm like, yo, I hope nothing jump out at me and- <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, this was, oh, this was like a stick up thing. I'm like, I'm like, yo, please don't let this be something crazy. But finally got to the to the end of the the the, the trail or whatever, and then I got to the or the, the 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 driveway. You know, it was probably like a good mile driveway. Then I got to the through through the woods, and um, then I got to the trail ride. You know, but I'm seeing all these trailers and horses and stuff like that. Man, it was it was definitely humbling. Also, um, 
you know, got to got to DJ for them for a little bit, you know, play some old school, some Zyda Gold, some blues, all of that stuff, you know, that 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 good vibe music, you know, that that, you know, people like to vibe to and barbecue to and, you know, you know, you know, just it's just chill out, max out, you know, kids running around and stuff like that. It was beautiful, man. Also, um, man, after I did that, drove from Timpson, Texas, all the way to Shreveport. You know what I mean? Lakeshore Shreveport did a wedding over there. You know, I'm talking about DJ there, DJ at Timpson, Texas, packed packed up my my turntables, you know, uh-huh. put in the car, drive another hour and X amount of uh, minutes to to uh, Lakeshore Drive, you know, right? And then unload my equipment, go get there, park up, unload my equipment, then bring it to the um into the into the event, pa- uh, set my equipment up, and then DJ for like a, another couple hours or so. You know, pack up, then have to drive another like 50 minutes of man you know what it was it was a lot of it was a lot of gas being burnt definitely yeah. <laughs> you know it, it sound like it but you know i was happy to do it man because when when something is your passion it's a labor of love man exactly exactly it's definitely a labor of love also you know what i also got a chance to do a um uh a dj at a uh kind of like a like a it's like a it's kind of like an old folks home you uh-huh. know, like a like elderly folks home, like a retirement home, like a retirement yeah. home. Uh, I I think it was like a re- rehabilitation uh, home. Is is uh, Southern Hills Healthcare? I think it was called like rehabilitation elderly folks. It was a lot of elderly. I think it was like a retirement home. But the thing about it was, it was a uh, it was called CNA Appreciation Week, right? Right. And man, I got to DJ for you know the CNAs and stuff like that, and. Man, I got a chance to see like as I was DJing for the to the CNAs and stuff like that for the Appreciation Week, and I got a chance to DJ for them and everything. And man, let me tell you something: I seen these elderly folk get up out their wheelchairs, and they start doing they boogieing and stuff like that, and they start waving their hands and they smiling and stuff like that. I said, "Listen, there's like how much is car? How much they going? How much you want? How much you want for this, man? Like, give us a receipt." I said, "No charge." No charge, man. Wow. I didn't even charge them. I was like, listen, just to see them elderly folk dancing and smiling and lively. You know what I mean? Just to see them like in a in a different state than they usually are. I, I could I couldn't charge them, man. I was like, yo, this one's on me. You and, know? And you know what? That that's a rarity for today. For people yeah. just to do it for passion and do it for free. I'm not knocking people that charge for stuff because that's their business. Right, you know what I'm saying? That's right. their livelihood. But that's very rare that you see somebody like, you know what, it ain't even worth me charging just to see y'all enjoy yourselves. Exactly. That that's man. my that's my um my pay mm-hmm. right there. You know, so that that I, I give you big kudos on that, man. That that was big of you. I appreciate it. And you man. know what, and, and we're gonna get around. That you did That'd a great cool. job, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, stuff like that comes back to you. Just you the fact what? you did it for free, that come back to you twice as big as the money that you would have got or whatever you would have charged. Because when yeah. you do something for a passion, a lot of times it's not about money. It's just because it's just, just for the love not, of doing it. You know? It's not to tell you the yeah. honest truth. I mean, I shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> but I would DJ for free if I could. Right. If I could, I DJ for free. Like if I was just. 
If I, you know, like, yo, his lifetime, lifetime supply of sandwiches and and uh, a, a beer. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I ain't got nothing to do nothing else. My bills are paid and everything. Cool. I DJ for free for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? You know, speaking <laughs> of that, I, I got a homeboy. Yeah. DJ Cool Breeze, my boy Britt Bell. DJ Cool Breeze. He, he, yeah. he lives in Houston, and he okay. DJs and does sessions and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So when you get a chance, hit him up on Facebook. Okay. And then you can listen to some of his mixes, and y'all can kind of yeah. chop it up, you know, DJ to DJ. You so know that, what? So that's one connection. Let me tell you something, get man. What's up? I love to listen to a good DJ. Contrary to popular belief, I know there's a lot of competition out there and stuff like that. Right. But me personally, I love to listen to a good DJ. Like if I'm driving and I'm listening to the radio station, you know what I'm saying? And I hear a good DJ mix. I'm like, yo, turn it up, turn it up. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I want to hear, of course, I'm listening from a DJ perspective. You know, I'm listening to, like, the way he mixing the songs, the way he transitions songs, and go from one song to the next and stuff like that. But let me tell you something, man. I love to listen to a good DJ. And it really, it makes me, and then sometimes if I see a DJ and I'm just like, I'm just like man, how he do that? Oh, man, he's very skilled. I would say to myself, Man, I gotta go home and practice. Let me go home and learn that. Or let me go home and it makes me better. You know it what does. I'm it I'm does. cool with competition. I'm I'm cool with competition. I actually I think competition is needed. It's nothing it is. wrong with competition. It, it, it keeps you, you know on game, saying? it keeps you sharp. Exactly. It, it helps develop you. I'm cool with saying, like, listen, I am I, I feel like I'm the best DJ in Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that. Right. That's big talk, right? Yeah. I'm cool with that. But guess what? Now if I see somebody else and they're Skilled in a different way, you know. I'll say, you know what? Maybe I need to pull back a little bit and uh, reevaluate some stuff. And guess what? I'm gonna come back even better. You know what I mean? And that's what competition does. You know what I mean? There's a difference between competition and hate. Now, hate. Yeah. You I, see? I'm gonna yeah, ask I see you your eyes. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, th- this ain't on that subject. But mm-hmm. I was watching Juice like I think last week or something. You yeah. know when they did when they did yeah. the DJ competition, they was doing all the scratching yeah. and all that stuff. So do you do that? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. So how did you learn to do that? Is that something that's trial and error, or somebody had to sit there and teach you like, oh okay, you position your your hands this way and your fingers this way and. Well, when I first started DJing, right, it was a DJ, and it's funny because he was in the army and he was like. A couple months from getting out, he was like 19 years and X amount of, you know, months in. And he was yeah. like, yeah, man, I've been DJing since X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, man, I see you DJing. I mean, I would see this, this dude DJ, no headphones. I'm like, how do you DJ with no headphones? You got to listen to it? He's like, I just know my songs, man. I just been doing this for so long that I don't need headphones. Man, he was just, he was just that good. And uh, I was blessed enough to have him you know, showed me, like, how to go from one song. Well, he was he showed me how to, how to you know, keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but with the same song. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he wouldn't have me do nothing fancy. He was like, yo, I want you to let this song play, right? And then when it gets to a certain point, you transition back into this song, right? And then right. the last song, you rewind it with your hands, no buttons, you rewind it with the with the record, you know, this was a vinyl, you know? Uh-huh. You rewind it, and then when that song gets to a certain point, you put the crossfader back onto the last song. You know what I'm saying? And right. you may have me go back and forth for like 
like a good like hour or two. You know what I mean? And I would try to do something. He was like, no, no, I want you to master that first before you get to anything else. Because really, if you don't master the art of going from one song to the next song seamlessly, then I, I, that's, that's DJ 101 before you get to scratching and stuff. Now, let's get to the scratches. Okay. Right? Now, the scratches is... The scratches is more like, it's more like, how DJing, put it like this, DJing is the chili, right? DJing is the chili, and the scratches is the seasoning. Okay. You know? The okay. scratches is the seasoning. So when you're scratching and stuff, scratching and mixing and doing all that stuff, it's like the putting in the seasoning on it, you know? So the crowd, they're cool with, you know, just going from one song to the next. I mean, you can really just go one song, boom, next song. But... A seasoned DJ, like that, putting that chili, I mean, putting that seasoning in the chili, man. Okay. Like, man, you could tell, like, oh, that's DJ that I want to listen to right there. He 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 make it sound all crazy. And the best part is when you when you hear, oh, that's the best part, man. I live off that, man. I get off on that. That's 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 the best part, you know. <laughs> so yeah. so um so man, I, it was a lot of trial and error, basically. You try something, you mess up. You try something, you mess up. And you got to mess up about a good 300 times before you get okay at it, you know? But it's it's just a lot of practice. Trust me, when you see DJs and they do what they do, there was a lot of practice that right. went into it. So that's why when they introduce to a crowd or they do it in front of the crowd, I guarantee you, I know me, I'm excited to DJ. I get so excited to DJ scratch in front of crowds and stuff like that. I don't do it too much. I don't get crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a DJ competition. I'm just I just add a little bit of seasoning into the chili, you know? Right. But um I, I give I just give them a little bit at a time, you know, when I'm going from one song to the next. Just to switch it up, just to give them something different. You know, give them something to 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 keep listening and keep pulling them back, you know, while they're listening to their favorite songs. Now you let, know? Me, let me ask you this. Um there's been a lot of DJs come through. Mm-hmm. You know, had the old schools like DJ Red Alert. You know, had yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff. You know, exactly. Um, to recent times, you got uh, Superstar J. Yeah, I, I wanted that name, yeah. but he already done took it. So that's why I had to hey, use man. Superstar P for my last name. Yeah, my first name is Jeff. I wanted Superstar J. Okay, but I didn't want to. Oh, wanna, I see what you. Said. I didn't want to run into no conflict later on down the line, and then there'd be confusion. And that's why I didn't name myself Marley Mall. Right, because there's, there's already one. a Marley Mall. So who? Who is your who is your favorite DJ? Like, you know, like, man, that's the guy. That's my guy. That's the guy that I want to be like or uh, uh, kind of pattern myself off of him. Let me tell you something. Or her, because, you know, you got. Uh, I'm going to give you two of them. Go ahead. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two local and just like all time. That's even better. Right? Okay. Local Shreveport. This guy is my favorite DJ. In Shreveport, right? Mm-hmm. Besides myself, he's my favorite DJ in Shreveport. Okay. Um, his name is DJ Doc Cooley. Now you know Mr. Rowe, right? Yeah, did an interview with him. You're right. Yeah. That's his DJ and producer, I think, also. Right. This guy, he's been DJing. He's 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 one of my OGs, right? He's been DJing. I think like 25 years plus. I mean, I seen a I seen a a picture with him, you know. Back in the day, and like that, 
He had the Gumby and everything. Like, it, like that's how I'm talking about. That's how far back he, he takes it back. You know what I mean? Let me pause you real quick. Yeah. We're going to get back to it. We're going to do it. What we call a takeover exclusive drop. Uh oh. So, what, so when we do this, yeah. you know, I know Mr. Rowe. Yeah. When I reach out to Doc Cooley, yeah. you come here. And let's put both of these sources together. Ooh. That way, you can interview your man, Doc Cooley, right now. Man, here. I would love to do that. Please. What's you? We're going to make that happen. Yes. Now, we, let's unpause it. Get back to okay, it. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to it. So, so right? So, that's that's my favorite local DJ, man. And the reason why he's my favorite local DJ is because um, out of all the DJs, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other DJs I've seen and OG DJs that I've seen that, man, I learned a lot from them. They gave me great knowledge. Here's the thing, right? He was the one I seen that amazed me. And that is what I want to do when I see, when I'm in front of a crowd. Right. I, I'm not just want to get, I don't want to just give you a service. I want to amaze you. You know, like, wow, how did he do that? That's what I want to do. And that's what I would see him. And I remember um going to, like uh, you know, these local old, you know, thirty and older crowd parties and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And um, he would just be doing these amazing tricks with the turntables that I had never seen before in person. You know, you see it on the internet or whatever, but I seen it in person. So that's my my, my local. Okay. My favorite DJ, like like big time DJ. The DJ that I, I really look look up to is DJ Khaled. Okay. That's a DJ that I really... Now, nah, of course, there's, I mean, there's the Jazzy Jeffs. You know, De Jazzy Jeff, he's big in the DJ world. You know what right. I mean? Like, people don't really talk about him outside of, like... You know, outside of DJ and like the, you know, like okay, that's jazz from from the ah, Fresh Prince. Yeah, you know that he got thrown out. Right. So, uh, you know, Fresh Prince and stuff like that. Oh, he's Fresh Prince DJ, but in the DJ world, he's he's a big deal. Like right. he's a big deal. So him, um, you know, the Red Alerts, the the um, you know, shout out to all the old school DJs from back in the day, DJ Grandmaster Flash. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what attracted you to Khaled? To Khaled? Yeah. So let me get to Khaled. The thing about the thing that attracts me to Khaled is his drive, right? His his drive to um like he's like it, it, it it's so much that attracts to, that attracts me to the way he does things, man. Like he's always showing love, right? It's all about love with him, right? Um He's dedicated, like he's not. When I say dedicated, I don't mean like uh, 80, 90, 100%. I mean like 120% to what he does. He's dedicated, dedicated to what he does. You know, um, he brings other artists in and, and, and do these compilation tracks and stuff like that. And, you know, he's a businessman also. Right, you know, right, right. He's definitely a businessman. And when I say business, I mean just, just taking care of business. You know, on the DJ side of things, but I mean like business ventures, opening up restaurants, doing this, doing that, you know? And um, you know, I just I just like the way he vibes and you know, he's a sneaker head and you know, uh like all of these all of these good things about and, 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 and on the side of that, he can he can go to any place in the country and rock a party. You know what I mean? So right. those are the things that I aspire to that I would look at look back at myself. In 30 years and go, okay, he, 
He accomplished that, just like he said he would. Just like just like DJ Khaled is doing. And with DJ Khaled, it wasn't a like now nah, he's big. It mm-hmm. was a a slow climb. You know, he used to, and he was a radio DJ. I found that he was a radio DJ just like me. You know, he started off doing like pirate radio and stuff like that, and you know, then he got to the Fat Joes. Then you know, he started working with them. Then he started producing and yada, and then slow climb to the top. You know, and now he's the like he's biggest thing. You know, going platinum and stuff like that in an age where you can't go platinum. It's hard to go platinum. Only like him and Drake and like Kendrick, right? Go platinum and and J Cole and and Jay Z. That's it. Like every maybe maybe I don't even maybe know, Nicki. I was about to say Nicki Minaj. Maybe Nicki Minaj and like that's and about like, it. Yeah, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? So he's in that top tier, and that's what I aspire to be. You know, um, that's what definitely attracts me to. The, the way that DJ Khaled does things. But hold on now. I remember you was talking about... <laughs> I remember you was talking about that. You, you used to DJ back in the day. Like, So, okay, let me ask you something. Right? Oh, the flip. Yeah, okay. we're we going we to flip it on you now. The flip, all right. Let me tell you something. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. How did you start DJing? And how was your experiences DJing? Well, man, I, I've always been a big fan of music, okay. especially hip hop. Yeah, and I was always known as the guy that had this huge collection of CDs. Okay, you remember those big? I don't know if you remember those big, uh, those binders. That's how it always starts, right? Yeah. So I had, like, yeah, I collected the music. So yep. I had like two, two hundred disc binders full, back yeah. to front, no limit, um, old school hip hop, just everything, right? Yeah, and I was always fascinated. By seeing DJs scratch and mix and, yeah. and all this. So we deployed to, to Kyrgyzstan in 2002. Okay. And they had a little recreation I center. I can't even spell that, but go ahead. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's K-Y-G, yeah. Kyrgyzstan. So, something, Kyrgyzstan, yeah. So you go. what had happened was they won, they was doing different nights. Yeah. You know, uh, country night, this night, that night. Okay. And I had this um, white guy with me, Paul Stone. and he, But he's Paul a big Stone. hip-hop fan. Okay. The only difference between me and him is skin color. Right, right, so he, right. He's like, he's, like that. He's yeah. the black white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust so, yeah. he he had like a, a big CD book, but he he loves West Coast. I mean, he okay. loves different media, but he he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. Then I was like, hey man, when we go up there and volunteer and DJ, because mm-hmm. we went to a couple of nights and they was okay. I was like, man, right. I know. Me and him together got way more variety of music mm-hmm. than than um. Than these other guys, so we went up there and volunteered, and they was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, that that y'all can go ahead and get y'all night." We gave y'all, I think it was like Wednesday night, yeah. like Wednesday night. But then it's like a challenge. Okay, we gonna yeah. make Wednesday night the hottest, you know, hippest night exactly. around here. But that's like, what you want to do. It's like, okay, you can play what you want to play, but you can't play anything with, with profanity. Yeah. Now that automatically cut my oh, book in man. half. That's so. Yeah. So that was the that's challenge. Not, yeah. I said, okay. But it's a challenge. I said, yep. okay, no problem. So at the time, you know, downloading wasn't really big. So yeah, I had to get on like, I had to get on Amazon CD. and order a lot of edited CDs. Wait. Did, wait, you said Amazon? Yeah. Wait, Amazon wait, hold on. So you said this was what, two thousand two thousand two? Man, I oh, okay. So, I wasn't introducing Amazon in like 2008. Yeah, I yeah. That, I oh, yeah, yeah. Amazon been around for a minute. Oh, that's so, okay. So 2002 went on Amazon. I just so. Okay. And ordered some, you know, clean CDs and stuff. Huh. So got there. 
and people don't people don't realize how challenging DJing is because you got to have the right combination of songs yeah. at the right time. So what it happened oh, is yeah. he'll play a song, I'll play a song. Then they had like a little mixer. Yeah, it's like the way this is what you do. This is how you fade it in. Cause we yeah. didn't scratch nothing like that. You just CDs. Yeah. But so it was just basically fading in, fading yeah. out. But that was the easy part. The hard part trying to find the right combination of songs to exactly. go exactly back and forth. But I always could generate a good combination. I'm gonna play this song. Yeah. I'm gonna play this Faith Evans. Then after that, I'm gonna backdoor it with this whatever Mary J or whatever. Then you know you kind of play yeah. some get by music. At the beginning, yeah. just display, you know, play some songs, get people in the mood. Then you say all your good stuff in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Because like, let me let me tell you something. See, see, y'all did it. I I, I y'all did it the right way. You know, right. because when you DJ, when you learn how to DJ, is the first thing you want to learn is how to get from one song to the next, the next song. song. That's DJing one oh one. You know what I mean? Right. And then the next thing you want to learn, which is a crucial before you get into any scratching fancy stuff like that, song selection. Yeah, song selection is a very crucial thing. It's a very, very thing. important. So, yeah, y'all. So, so, I le- so we learned song oh, yeah. selection. We knew, okay, what's the hottest songs going on right now? Right. We say those for the middle part yeah, when everybody when gets there. there. Yep. And mm-hmm. then you got to deal with the request. People come in to request songs, and then yeah. you kind of, kind of keep in mind, okay. It got to a point like here, write it down. Then I'd be trying to look and see how I'm gonna organize these. Songs. Some of them you can't get. Some of them you can get. Some of them yeah. you're going to play anyway. Right, right, right. So then after that, we uh, we play the songs. I remember that's the, at the time that Pastor Troy re-read it. Yeah. No playing GA. So you save that. So, crunk, so when everybody starts getting a little crowded, you yeah. play a song. So, you know, the dudes do a little mosh pit <laughs> and all that. And, yeah. and they get crunk. Some of the girls do their little thing. Then you flip it and play you know, um, some girls, you know. Yeah, play some twerk music. And, and then, stuff you know, like we had Mexican people there, so they want to hear a little song. So yeah. that was another challenge trying to mix that in. Oh, yeah. Because you got to, this ain't like this is like a black club. This is at a, a, a Air Force base where you got where you all got different races. From all so, different races all over the country. So I'm like, man, yeah. I don't even have any sauce in me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you bring it up here, bring me a couple of CDs and tell me what songs to play, and I play them. Right, right. Exactly, so they yeah. educate, like, play this, then play this next, because this right. will work. I said, okay, because a lot of times the fans that educate you, mm-hmm. especially if something you're not familiar with. Yeah. Then there's people that want to hear reggae. So mm-hmm. we had to implement that oh, in yeah. there. And so reggae. just the, it was fun just to challenge yourself how I'm going to combine these songs. Every now and then you might miss. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah. And you, then you get rid of that it song happens. and put something back. But once we found the right combination of songs what got people jumping, mm-hmm. it was easy. Then with him, he'll play off me and I'll play off him. Yeah. So while he's getting his song, doing his, I'm thinking of the next song. I'm always thinking three or four songs ahead. Yes. That way you're not, okay, hey, what am I going to do? You flipping, you flipping. Mm-hmm. No, I organize my CDs in the way that I pretty much know I'm going to play them. And, yeah. Oh, man, just the power of the DJ. Mm-hmm. The girls hanging around the DJ yeah. stand. Oh, you can feel well, the power. Because yeah. you're the most powerful person in the club. Yeah. Because you're controlling the tempo of the club. Of I can shut this party. thing down if yeah. I want to. I can yeah. throw some junk. But you are the most powerful entity in the club at the yeah. time because you're controlling it. Yeah, you control you everything con- about the party. You're controlling it. Yep. And people were like, man, you can DJ. Man, you need to look into it. I, I, yeah. I, never, I never pursued it. I wish I would have because even later on. Never too late, man. Even later on, like in 2013 when I went to another deployment. Yeah. It wasn't much DJing. I just uh, put a 
nice playlist together. Yeah. And we did I did old school night. Yeah. Where I did blues and old school. Oh man. At first it was ten of ten of us sitting around the table. Then it grew to fifteen. Yeah. Then it grew to twenty. And yeah. then, man, next thing you know, I had to get some bigger speakers and play it for everybody. That's so, how it goes, man. I'm I mean, trying to tell you. I just always knew how to make combinations of songs. Yeah. I never knew how to scratch and all that, but I just knew how to make the right combination of songs and control crowd. And but that, that's the foundation. And that's 90% though. of controlling the crowd. Exactly. That's the foundation of it. Right. It's controlling the crowd so, and the song selection. I yep. definitely respect your art. I did it at a way smaller level, but yeah. I don't care nobody say it. It's challenging if you care about it. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. If you don't care, you're just playing songs, then no, it's when easy. You care about but it, when you care it's worth it. And you care about the people that wants to hear your songs and they're, mm-hmm. they're at the club. Yeah. It's a challenge. So I respect DJs and who knows? Maybe I might get back into it as another. Hey man, it's, it's never too late. It's, but, it's never too late. But for right now, I'm a podcaster. This, <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah, but you know what? I tell you what, like you know, DJing and stuff like that is definitely something that I love to do, and um, definitely something that if you if you if you got a like a, a itch for it, man, I, I say go ahead and scratch. You know what I'm saying? No and, doubt. Um, no doubt. No pun intended. <laughs> or maybe pun intended. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> it works. But, uh, yeah, right. But okay. So you say that you do um you dabbled in that and then now you, you know, you, you're doing the podcast stuff right now. You what this is what, like the thirty second episode thirty two, yeah. Thirty two or something like okay, yeah. So, so I tell you, I I'll ask you this. What was how did you get into podcasting? You know, uh-huh. and then like, what was the challenges of, you know, the growth from like, you know, from episode one to episode, you know, the middle of fifteen, and then like this <laughs> one and stuff like like. Oh, yeah. Talk about the growth and how you, how you got into it, and then talk about the the challenges. You I, know, I was always a big fan of sports debate uh, and, and debate period because I felt like when it came to sports trivia and debate, I yeah. was like. One of the top dogs where I couldn't get beat on stats yeah. and stuff like that, right? And I used to watch, I mean, I still watch First Take and all those other uh, sports <laughs> That's shows. what I was about to ask you. So, like, yeah, I always watch a man, bunch of that. Man, you and Stephen A. Smith need to go at it, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he don't want none of this. No. <laughs> but um, yeah. what, what would happen is I'll go to my homeboy BJ house. Okay, And then yeah. sometimes my brother be with me if he's in town. Yeah. So we get into all this debate about hip-hop. Sports, yeah. just all kind of different just subjects. Barbershop you know, talk. black entrepreneurship, yeah. just everything. And then, man, w- these talks would be so fascinating. Yeah. Man, I mean, at one point, we sit outside and the sun would be coming up, and we still out here talking about yeah. this stuff. And then we, you know, we came up with the ideas like, man, we we need to make a show. Yeah. Cause we saying a lot of stuff that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah. Then, um, you know, me and BJ agreed that, you know, we wanted to try to do this show. He had the blueprint for it. Okay. It was called The Vent. The Vent. Okay, yeah, It yeah, was I me, him, and my other homeboy called him Stuffy. Stuffy. His real name Roddy. Stuffy. <laughs> yeah, okay, What's yeah. up, boy? So, Stuffy, what's going on, man? So we, we, we started the show. Uh, we got about three episodes in. It was, I would say, successful. Okay, You yeah. know what I'm saying? Then um, their life kicked in. You know, uh, BJ started school. So, hey, school, podcast. Okay. One, one's possibly going to pay. The right. other one ain't paying yet. Facts, yeah. Hey, education. Big. Hey, 
Yeah. Yeah. This degree is going to help me out. It's going to help my right, family. Right, right. So I, right. I understood that. Um, for me, I want to keep podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say the event was put on hold. Right. But right. I, I wanted to I wanted to keep it going. Right. Because I wanted something in my family name when I go down, you know, through my family tree and all that, you know. Well, the, su- the success story is a uh, hit and miss. Yeah. More miss than hit. Right. I want a, a, a legacy, something that I want to pass down and with this new upcoming of the of the men in my family around my age and younger. Right. We want right. to put our own footprint down. Exactly. So, what and I isn't did, that what some? Isn't that what everyone? What, what everyone should should, should, should aspire, aspire to right. and look towards? Like yo, like yo, I want my grandkids and my. As a matter of fact, man, I, I want my great grandkids to have a, a a picture of me above their fireplace and like that was my great granddaddy, man. That, that, that was him. This. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That was him. Or my great, or my, or my, or my grandkids and like, that's my grandfather, man. So, like, that was your grandfather? Yeah. So what that happened was, okay, I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm going to start a podcast. Now, I need the right people. So I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this a family thing. Yeah, so yeah. So I called my cousin. I called my brother. That's old uh, Sheriff the Chef and Badass Billy. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Uh, I like, hey man, y'all want to do this? I explained the whole blueprint and everything to them. They was like, cool. They was good with it. Okay, we got that. Yeah. We ain't got a name, so yeah. man, we came with nine oh three boys, these Texas boys, all this, all that. Yeah. All of it sounds like complete crap. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so one day I, I was coming home for work. I, I can't remember what DJ I was listening to. He was he was doing the mix uh-huh. with the um, where he would play the original song and then he would play the rap version like G thing. Okay, gotcha. So he would play yeah, like yeah. the original. I'm gonna do something freaky to you. He, then he would flip it, then play G thing because they both yeah. use the same beat. They sample. Yeah. So then he was uh he played the Doors Five to One, which is sample. I mean, which the Takeover sampled that song, mm-hmm. the Jay Z song. So then you know I. What people don't know about me, I'm a I'm a fan of classic rock. Okay, I love classic wow. rock. I love guitars I, like Jimi Hendrix and Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin. You know stuff yeah. like that. Cause I was always a fan of guitars. So then, man, dude, you know how the introduction go? Thing, thing, thing. So he was cranking the guitar. Yeah. And then I was rocking. I'm like, oh yeah. And then halfway up, then they flipped to the takeover, the Jay Z version. Oh. And man, I said, then the light bulb went out. Bam. Bam. Yeah. That's it. Takeover. It's a great. It's catchy. Yeah. It's aggressive. It's not passive at no point whatsoever. Right. It's, it's aggressive. And then I want to be like, hey, we're he- we here. Yeah. We here. So y'all better move out the way. We ain't trying to uh discredit nobody or you know anything like that. But yeah. it's just saying we putting our flag right next to yours to let you know that we in town. Yeah. We ain't trying to take over the town. But you need to know, you need to be aware. We're we the new we're, neighbors. We're making now. a presence. We're making a presence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It created a presence. So, yeah. so you got that. Okay. You move. Now you got to get equipment. Right. So I was like, all right. So I had bought the microphone. I bought the interface. We did the first show around October the 9th, 2016 in San Antonio. Okay. I was going down there to visit my brother. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that's when we launched the first show. San Antonio. We re- we recorded. Great it. memories, boot camp. Cool. <laughs> I like. All right, this is good. Went back and listened to it. Like an idiot, not doing the proper research. Yeah. 
I had the mic in front of me. My brother was sitting off. But, you know, there is a front and back of a microphone. Ah. So when I was talking, I was talking in the front of the microphone. He yeah. was behind it. So that's the reason when we let back. Look back at it. It sounded like he was in the distance. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm like, oh. So do you go back and re-record this whole episode again, or you just ride with it? Yeah. So we like, man, forget that. We just ride with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then um, we had episode two. Then episode three, I think I did with uh, Ricky Lat. Okay. Yeah, Ricky Lat. Yeah, you know, yeah. Same thing. I was like, why do I said Because then- I was behind the microphone. He was in front of him. Like, why you sound at distance? Yeah. That's why. Then Rick was like, no, man, see? Because inside the microphone, you can see the little thing where I'm like, oh. oh so I learned okay. my lesson from that. And um, then, you know, with a podcast, you got to figure out which direction you want to come from. I was a fan of sports. Right. And I was a fan of hip hop, too. Okay. So I know I knew a lot of, not a lot, a few rappers locally. Right, right. That were very, very good. But they had no outlet. Right. Very little. Because, I mean, to get on 99.7 and all that, it's gonna, mm-hmm. your, your chances are very rare. Right, Unless right. Unless you really yeah. know somebody to know somebody, or you just go, don't call fire. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Shout I want out to. to young Nisa. Yeah, young Nisa. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, what I want to do is create a platform for those rappers who couldn't get on local radio or get anywhere else, mm. made them easy to come over here. And tell their story. You know, I don't want to give you no five minutes and then you got to try to cram it all in. Right, then commercial. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I want to create a platform where they could come here, they could tell their story, um, promote their music, business, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it ain't even got to be hip-hop artists. It could be artists, it could be businessmen. It's just so many hip-hop artists because I kind of, our flow feels hip-hop-ish. Yeah. We attract a lot of hip-hop artists. Yeah. So that's what it was. But uh, uh, attorneys, doctors, I wouldn't care. You know, they, yeah. they come on the show as well. But They got stories, too. Yeah, they got stories, too. But it's just, we got flooded with so much hip-hop artists. Yeah. That's just what it kind of oh. became. And another challenge with it is my brothers in San Antonio, my cousins in Carthage, right. and OGPC, another guy we brought on that, that was, uh, that's my partner. It used to be my supervisor when I was in the military. Oh, okay, yeah. He, yeah. he lives in um, Fort Worth. So okay. you got all those dynamics yeah. playing. Like, how are we going to make this work? Well, you got four different schedules. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you have to kind of Skype it all and record it. Yeah. If y'all not all together. Right. Then after a while, um, schedules got really busy. So I had to take up on my own. Right, right. Start creating interviews and, and shows, which is fine, which is something that you need. When you have a group of people, mm-hmm. you got to make sure they all understand and be on the same page with stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, if you guys ain't here, the show goes on. The show goes on. I'm not on. excluding you, but we still got a show to put out. I remember Young Nisa was actually talking about that also. She said mm-hmm. she was when doing When I asked her about the sessions. The session, the yeah, The same yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? Except they just put theirs on pause. Right, right. I, I, I'm going to keep going because we got the momentum now. You don't right. get, you got 32 episodes and you, you're branding. Your, your brand right. is growing. And stuff like that. So they understood. You know, we have uh, been to Dallas on the Ian Gleason show a couple okay. of times. Yeah. Everybody wasn't able to make it, but they understood. They like, no man, you gotta go. This is a brand we pushing. Right. You know, so um the challenges, the challenges is trying to get bigger people, established people to yeah. to even respect your brand. 
and cooperate with you. You know, right? Uh, people that's on your level, like local artists that starting out, all that. Those are easier, but those are the most grateful too, because they're grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. In return, I'm how grateful. Many, like, I'm grateful to them for even coming on here. How many like uh, artists have hit you up since, like, um, since you started? Like, how many? A lot, and yeah. that, that's not even Shreveport. I had people from Philadelphia, Vegas. Hey man, yeah. I want to do an interview. Do an interview. So. You you rack and stack, you do your research. Yeah, you know it's only fifty two because weeks in a month. Right, I mean, right, right. It's only fifty two weeks me. in the year, and you know, do they have a catalog of music? Do they got right. a thing you can research and kind of know them before you even do it? Right, or you know, different things like that. Some do, some don't. Some just like, hey man, I want to interview. Mm-hmm. And do you got an album out? The guy anything? Nah, man. well, he would. Yeah. What, what are you trying nah, to I made do, a song you know, last week, to do? so I'm trying to do it. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So some bars don't have it together yet. Right, right, Which makes right. it extremely hard to do a 45-minute interview. Right, yeah. Most of the artists that we've had on here have got their stuff together. I would say yeah. all of them. Anybody oh, yeah. that's been on here don't got their stuff together. Right, They've okay. They've they, they established their brand. They've got an album or two out. Um, They just... Want to tell their story. They want to tell their story, and you they're know, pushing. They're yeah, pushing their brand. Invent a little bit. So what <laughs> we going to do, we going to help expand it out even further. Mm-hmm. And like I said, even trying to get the bigger names, um, to be a podcaster or be anything, you have to be totally mentally tough. Okay. Because if you don't have the right mentality, you could easily get deflated real quick. Right. You don't put this great presentation together and all mm-hmm. that, and you send it to some of the not biggest names, just bigger, right? Bigger names, and you don't get a response. But I mean, you got it. You got know? it. You you're doing it the right way, right, though, because right. I definitely believe if you if you're passionate about something, right, then you keep on doing it. Doesn't matter how many times. See, yeah, and there's, and there's and you hit those points where you be like, man, get discouraged. You get discouraged, and you be on the mm-hmm. verge of quitting. Right, you right. Know? So you have to mentally fight through that, even mm-hmm. as a DJ. A rapper, singer, I don't care who you are. Because you I never know. know. You might like digging for gold. You never mm-hmm. know if you would have just dug one more inch. You, yep. you would have hit that treasure chest. Exactly. Right. So you gotta be mentally tough when that stuff ain't going back. Or you'll send out 20 requests for interviews mm-hmm. the beginning and none of them come back. Right. Then you're like, man, golly, this is no. Is it even what you it? do, you go back and you work harder mm-hmm. and you make them respect you. you know and what that's saying? what I was talking about with competition. You, you, you make you go them, back and work harder. You, you make them respect Don't you. hate. You know, yeah. because everybody has this thing where they're going to protect their brand. And, right, you know, right, right. So you just keep a mental note like, okay, I hit them up this time. Then two years down the lane when they hit you back up, like, hey, man. Yeah. You know, you just kind of look where you grew from mm-hmm. and all that. And it's about growing and promoting and building the business. I always have to keep cognizant that there's not very many overnight success stories, if any. Oh, nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. You, you've been in it for years. Oh, yeah. My boy, uh, Jay Johnson, this ain't this ain't got nothing to do with music. I remember when me and him first started lifting, like, in 2010. Yeah. But he kept with it, and yeah. he just won his first bodybuilding competition trophy. Man. Like, like this weekend. That's seven that years. Ain't no, yeah, that ain't you know what no saying? joke, man. So it took, it took him seven years to accomplish that. Seven Even years. with Mr. Rowe. That's he a whole bid. I know. <laughs> Even with Mr. Rowe, when he tells his story, where he's at now. Right. He's been doing it for 10 years. Oh, I ain't know that. He's been doing it for 
10 years now. But see, that's the best part, man. When you man. learn about people who've been doing it for years, and they're people like, like, they deserve it. Man, this dude came out of nowhere. He, no. No. He's been, <laughs> he been doing this for 10 years. How many yeah. people have the mental prowess to keep doing something for 10 years and then you just now break through? Ricky yep. Latt just now turning the corner. He's been doing this for years. Yeah, I remember, I remember listening years. to that one. He was like, man, I've been doing this, man, since X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, you know wow. what I'm saying? So, people... Like when you say Cali, I go back to Cali store. He's been doing that for oh, years. Oh, yeah, years. So if you ain't got the patience to fight that grind and, mm -hmm. and, and make that climb and climb that ladder, if you just want to, so a lot of people don't want, a lot of people just want to take the escalator and the elevator. Right. And get up there Overnight fast. success, yeah. Most, most people don't want to get on that ladder and go, you know, wrong for wrong, going up mm -hmm. and up and learning lessons and building it. I'd rather build it that way. So when yeah. I finally do get to the top, I go back like, man, Y'all understand, I had to go through this. I had to go through this. I had to go getting suites at hotel rooms, setting up for an interview, and they not show up. Right. Blowing money, losing money. Yeah. And, you know, and podcasting is, you get satisfaction when the uh, when you interview the artist, and the artist is just like, man, we really, really appreciate it, man. This yeah. Is, and they, they feel like a million bucks. Yeah. And, and that's great. And, and I always quote it and say it, if one person gets a breakthrough because the right person listened to that their interview uh. on the podcast, we are successful. Yeah. We're successful. I like that. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. one, if one person, I hope everybody right. breaks through, but if one person goes back in the big exec, like, you know what? I discovered them listening through to this podcast. Right. And that's how I heard about it. Now, now they got a multi-million dollar house and everything. Yeah. Then they be our new sponsors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo. But, man. It, shout out to the TakeOver Podcast, right, right, man. Right. They put me on. It, it ain't about just helping yourself. But it's about helping others. And if you keep that mindset that it ain't all about you, it's about you giving other people a platform. Mm -hmm. And I hope, well, we will make it big one day. Then I can yeah. remember how it was starting out and getting the bigger fish to give you some attention. They like ah, well, it makes for great stories. It though, makes for great it? stories, you know, <laughs> and what it mean? builds character. Hey, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you this quick story, real quick. Yeah, um, lay it on me, man. <laughs> it, it, tell I'm, me I'm, something. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not gonna say the name. I definitely want to get blackballed. Oh, but, that's but, all good. But, but later, I mean? but later on, yeah, it, yeah, it might yeah. come out. Call it, it. It was a Houston artist, one one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Called them up because they like for booking, call this number, call this number. Yeah. And then I knew he was going to be down there, right? So I call and then it's like, okay, we'll connect you to the line. The secretary's real nice and everything. Okay. So I'm like, oh, this is a good start. Yeah. I told them they like who you are with it. I told them, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. Let me connect you to the to the booking agent, whatever. Right. Booking agent came on. I already knew. He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, oh, shoot. Hey, um, this is this is Jeff from the Takeover Podcast Show, and we're gonna be in Houston this date, this date, this date, and we would like to request an interview with us. No, 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 man, no, we we don't do no what? we don't do no interviews, man. No, no, it's just two minute podcast, man. Hell no, man. Right, damn. Okay. Now you know we only if we do do interview, we do the big stuff. No, man. We don't oh, do excuse no, me, my we, bad. We don't do no, <laughs> we don't do no podcast, man. Yeah. You know, uh, no, it's too many of y'all, man. All oh, wow. this stuff. Man. Got that phone call, man. This could have went one or two ways. Right. Hey, you you could have just told it like, man, stuff ain't even worth it no more. Or B, like, you know what? 
okay, you do the bigger brand. Mm-hmm. All right. That showed me right then and there is like, you still got work to do for these people to respect Right. You. There There's you still a lot of work to mm-hmm. do. You're not there yet. Right. So I took the ladder. You're not there yet. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Now, do I still look at the artist the same? Yeah. Probably, you know, it, it's, you still yeah, got that. You, you, you know, still thoughts might have changed. You, you know, you still they could have handled that you in still, a different way. You still way. got that, uh, that little nugget in the back of your head. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't remember this if this ever comes back up again. Yeah. And we do an interview I'm playing three years down the line. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this story, even yep. if you don't know it or not. And then you're mm-hmm. like, damn. And that's nothing I ran into with managers. Um some people <laughs> select managers that don't have people skills. Mm. And that can hurt your brand. Yeah. Not, and, and, you know, dealing, I, I don't care if it's a big artist or small artist. If they people call me or the artists call me big artists, I'm going to treat them with the same level of respect because right. they still a person. They still work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So with a few artists, if we reached out to today, managers don't quite have the people skills. You know what mm, I mean? Okay, which, gotcha. which Which might hurt you later on down the road. I mean, no, yeah, it will if, hurt if, you. If, Jay-Z, if Jay-Z manager call, of course, they can be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but yeah. if the average guy call, you, you know, respect is respect. It's a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I don't care how big or how much money you got. You just ain't finna sit here and talk to me like a damn dog. You're not. You know, you know what I'm no. talking about? Period. Yeah. Period. We both put on pants one leg at a time. Exactly. Period. So, well, artists, just from my standpoint, when you pick your managers, just make sure, you know, you're picking people that can speak for you. Because mm-hmm. when managers come off rough and everything, they speaking for you. They speaking for the artist. Exactly. Because you represent that artist. So they That's speak, a key. Because they speaking for you. So now, my perception of you is kind of skewed a little bit. Exactly. Because these are the people because that you surround your manager, yourself with. The way that your right. manager handled it, it reflects back on you. Man, let me let me tell you something, man. That's a key. When we That's re- a key to when your we, artist. When we reached out to Mr. Rowe yeah. to do his interview, Mm-hmm. The people he has around them are strictly professional and on point. And I'm yeah. not just saying this because I know him mm-hmm. and he's a good guy. I'm just honestly speaking. Yeah. Because his manager reached out to me like, hey, yeah, yeah, we can make this work with time and place and all right. this. The manager reached back to me, 100% professional. Mr. Rowe reached back out to me. He's like, hey, when we do the interview, everything I do is big. So I got this idea I'll run it past you. What you think? He had the whole thing. Boom, 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 boom. I'm, wow. like, I'm like, this your interview. I'm good. I yeah. mean, you want to do it. He want to do a video interview. Yeah. I was good. He had his own cameraman. He made it easy. Right. That's another thing. You want special requests? Make, make it, it easy, easy on the person that you're requesting this stuff. Convenience. It was easy. He had the place. He had the cameraman. Mm-hmm. He had everything. That's so why it, Apple's where they're at right, right now because of convenience. So he made it real easy. We mm-hmm. just walked in. Amazon, all that. We just walked in and sat down. And he knew what he wanted to say at different parts of the club. We we shot at three different sections. Mm. Once you go watch this interview, you'll see. Okay, gotcha. But he had it all planned. Okay, all right, we're going to stop it here. Then you're going to ask me this up here. Then right. up here, then we're going to go. Sharp. Ah, the, dude, yeah. the dude is sharp. Yeah. And if you don't support them, you need to. I don't mm-hmm. care if you don't listen up. R&B music. The man's repping the city of Shreveport, yeah, and they doing a really big movement, and I'm actually proud of them. But that's just an example of professionalism. Professional. Mm-hmm. Man, we wasn't. I saying we nobody, but we wasn't on no big level. But right. 
I believe they taught us the same way they would talk to uh, their family, Sony Records, yeah. or, or, or oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know too. what I'm saying? Just res- with respect. I mean, the the, the contact was on point. Yeah, everything was just on point because he surrounded himself with good people. Mm-hmm. Now, my perception of him is totally different from the dude that distance in Houston. Right. Then that way, your your people treat us like this. We gonna break our back. To make right, sure that we exactly. support you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, especially with new coming artists, like I said, I'm not a music business exec. I'm just the person who does a podcast and deal with managers. Make sure you got somebody that can speak and represent you well. Cause it will come to bite you at some point. You don't pick Pookie off the corner. Hey man, you gonna be my manager. Yeah. It, or your cousin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Make sure they got the proper skills to the deal uncle. with people. Because you're going to be dealing with a lot of people. Mm. But you never know who's going to turn into what. Yeah. What happens if the takeover turns into be the one number one podcast in the country? And then you need us at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You don't think we're going to remember that conversation from two years exactly. ago? Exactly. Not saying we're going to, you know, poo-poo on you or whatever. But it ain't going to be forgot. Because one thing about me, I don't forget nothing. Right. And that's exactly, see... And that's what karma comes in. It it does. So that's what karma comes in. So yeah, man, we um we're growing, we're, we're building the brand. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trending upwards. We're trending upwards. Definitely. But I, I I feel like that I got the staying power to we gonna be around for a long long time. Thanks oh, yeah. to good people like yourself that support the takeover. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the rest of the fans. Oh, yeah, man. So hopefully I answered everything that you... Oh, no, yeah. You you <laughs> definitely gave me the answers that I wanted, man, because I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm i actually a fan of the TakeOver podcast. Like, I was sitting there and I was listening to them. Like, I mean, you know, you, we did one and I listened mm-hmm. back to it and I was like, man, I can't believe that's me. But then I was just like, I would hear you talk about different artists. And I was like, man, let me go back and listen to those other podcasts that you had, right? And I would listen to one, and then one would turn into two, and the next thing you know, I'm listening to the all the all the uh, right. the episodes, episodes, and I'm like, and then I and I realized like, man, I'm 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 a fan of this podcast now. I I I, I like this, and you realize you're a fan when you start looking forward to it. Oh you yeah, yeah. When you start looking forward to it, like, man, I can't wait for the next one. Come like, on, let me tell you, like uh, the connect. Uh-huh. That Slim Thug podcast. Okay. Man, I'm like addicted to that. Like, like somebody yeah. addicted to drug. Man, I'm yeah. like you said. You said you wait, scratching. You waiting like- on the next one. You waiting <laughs> on the next one, the next one. Cause like you, like you listen to different DJs and stuff. Yeah. I listen to different podcasts. I listen, ah. I listen to Drink Champs. And I listen to the Connect. I listen to the Cypher. I listen to um Put You on Game, you know, these guys in Dallas. Okay. I listen to all them. Yeah. And then you find stuff that they do like, man. That's good. Or, yeah. or how they, you know, do segues, you know, different subjects that do different things. Right. So I listen to them to entertain myself and to learn and to grow and to my implement a different version of what they do into my podcast. Because that's what it's all about, really, mm-hmm. man. Just growing and, and implementing ideas and, and different things into your own product so you can get bigger and better. To right. me, there's always room for improvement. Always. Okay, with you, there's always room for improvement. So as long as you... Keep that. There's always room for improvement. You haven't made it. Mm-hmm. Nah, we ain't made nothing. Not yet. Yeah. Not just, yet. You just keep on. You just keep on going. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So what? What? What made you? So you said when you started the podcast, right? Yeah. Like, what makes you? How come you wanted to do it about? What is it about sports that like 
that you got to debate about or or why why do you how can I put this? Why do you like to to follow sports and follow statistics and then like okay, I know this, now I'm going to debate it with you. Like why where did Man. that stem from? Like Look, my, it had uh, to been like something like yo, when I was a kid like I used to read newspapers what, what, something like what, that. Like what, 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 what happened? Yeah. My uh my pops, well, technically step pops. Okay, yeah. Clyde Daniels, along with you. Great man. Okay. Great man. Awesome. Um, he used to get the paper every day, right? The thing was, he would read the sports section first. Okay. You ain't reading it before him, but after that, you can read it. <laughs> so I kind of, he used to read the, because, you know, you always want to emulate your dad, whatever. Right, okay. So he would read the sports section, then he'd get through with it. It was so interesting. So I read it, right? And then I was kind of, Start watching NBA basketball, then they would have the records in there, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at everybody's records, and somehow I have them memorized. And he'd be in the conversation like the Lakers is like twenty four and twenty. I'm like, no, nah, they're twenty six and three. Like, he look like what the heck? Yeah. How did you and know then, that? Yeah. I just somehow I just picked it up. I could memorize records and stats and and all this stuff. I I would I would read. Yeah, I would read, and if it's something you're interested in, you retain it more. Yeah. Now you can read a book about DJing, uh-huh. and you can read a book about gardening. You read this book about DJing, you're gonna retain a lot of that. Okay. You're yeah. gonna read both, mm-hmm. but there's one about gardening. You're gonna read it, but you're not gonna care as much. It means you're not gonna retain as much. Right. You know. So I would read sports, and I would look at sports, and I watch a lot of Sports Center. I watch a lot of sports documentaries. They be like, uh, OJ Simpson ran for. 23 carries, 246 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah. And I and I would remember that. So oh, people, oh, you're talking about you talking about yeah. sports. Are you talking about football, OJ? Football. Yeah. Not, fo- not, not, not this <laughs> not, not this fool that's right here. Not I'm, the, about, I'm just talking not about the football. Glove, OJ. Not, I'm talking about football, OJ. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I watch a lot of sports documentaries, sports center. Then I would read. So when people would be talking about sports, uh-huh. I could get in there and get with them at a young age. And they'd be yeah. like, well. Michael Jordan, man, he scored about 26 points. No, he actually had 37 points, three three assists to 10 rebounds. Like, mm. What the hell? <laughs> so people yeah. be amazed that I could just, or back in 1985, he had this game where he had 20 points, 12, set, whatever. Yeah. So I, I would just start memorizing. So when That's people what you did. So when people like to argue about teams and all that, yeah. to me, I like to come like yo Sammy Sam with two loaded guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So- it became almost competitive. Yeah. Like, I would make it a fact that I know more about your team than you do. Ah. Uh, then like, uh-oh. Yeah. Then after I got known for knowing sports and Heisman Trophy winners and the years and stuff, people like, then you become the man. Yeah. Now, uh, if two people are debating, they ask you, hey, man, Pino, let's yeah. ask him. Because whatever he yeah. say, that's it. Then I tell him. Then somebody will be in an agony defeat. Yeah. Somebody will be the victor. So- you know, there's a lot of sports heavyweights. You know, yeah. so memorizing spat, I mean, stats yeah. and debating sports was always one of my favorites. Oh. I we used to be at the NCO club on base. Yeah, and sit outside and we would talk and all that and bring some bears and and then people say something about Tyson and all that. And then when they when they wrong, yeah, you got I, I can hit them. Yeah, you got check them on. And yep. then if they don't believe me. We got a smartphone. I like. Yeah. I sit back in the chair, Google it. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now you could Google it. I, I couldn't. I'm, have, sitting, I'm sitting back, fell in my nail. Once they find <laughs> out, like, damn. Like I, could, I told you, man. I couldn't imagine the times where you didn't have like Google and that's you what know, I'm saying. Search engines and stuff when like I was, that. Like, I bet them 
I bet them arguments and debates will go back and forth for hours, man. They days, would. months, years. Because man, no, I'm not all standing you, down on this. You know what all you mean? had, like, all yeah. you had was the newspaper. Yeah, and all this you had microfish and all that. This is for the internet. So okay, you had to know. Microfish? You have fish. You just had to know it. Who's that? That's old school stuff, man. Oh, okay, okay, old school stuff. But uh, I look it up. You have to know it, man. Yeah. So at the time, it forced you. To know stuff because okay. now you ain't got to know nothing, you can just Google and wham, I got it right here. Yeah, so I came up right in the age yep. before the internet was invented, so you had oh. to know your stuff. Yeah, if you get into a sports, you just had to know either you yeah. knew or you didn't know. But or I mean, you, you, you have to try to find an encyclopedia or something like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, there wasn't like you couldn't just like let me just grab this magazine right here or grab this newspaper yeah. right here, and here's the facts. Like, if you was in a debate. And like a barbershop or something or on the, you know, on the street corner or whatever, like I had to take your word for it. And if I felt that you was wrong, then I'm going to let you know. You know what I mean? Right. That's, so I couldn't imagine. That, that was my go-to system. I just knew it. And yeah. I still know it. You know, I, I don't kind of got away from it a little bit, but I could still go toe-to-toe with a lot of people on sports. Yeah. And then when you do a podcast, it kind of bleeds into that. Okay, gotcha. You know, hip hop. You know, I love hip hop. Yeah, there's some ele- there's some elements of hip hop that I don't know as much as other elements. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to New York stuff, you probably eat me alive on on a lot of it because that, that's that's where you yeah, from. I love, I love you know what I'm saying. But you know I, mean? I I know a good portion of New York hip hop, but you probably know way deeper. And I, and I know this. Yeah, this ain't nothing. I'm just saying to be shamer, but. That's just that's your area. That's yeah. That's it's you, just your you know, expertise. King of New saying? York. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. I let you shout out New York and Queens, New York. Yeah. Specific. But boy, this was fun. Actually doing the actual interview. I I've never talked as much on any show. Yeah, man. I shoot, man. I had some. I had. I had like a, another question. More like more like so like you know how was it when you you know um you know when you was gonna how did how did you start like when you was about to go into the military and stuff like that? And, uh-huh. You know what your family thought about. But I mean, I mean, I mean, if you can, if you want to answer real quick, you can, or we could we could save for another no, podcast. You, you mean what did my family think about me going to the military? Yeah, and like how was your experiences in the military, and then you know um, retirement and stuff like I, that. I, like, I, I say this, I didn't really have a good plan coming out of school, right? Yeah. Um. I wasn't doing the best of things. Yeah. I, I would say that it's almost it was pretty much a you was running gun kind of kind of go to jail, go to military thing. It was <laughs> kind of type of deals. Yeah, okay, so, gotcha, um, gotcha. Went to the military. Um, at first, I was thinking, man, everybody thinks you know when you're young, uh, army. Yeah, army, army. Until I met this Air Force recruiter, and he talked about man all the pretty girls and stuff, and his nice car. So yeah. I was sold. Went to the Air Force. Um, it, it was a rough, like boot camp was rough. You know, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, man, I'm gonna hate this. Tech school got a little bit better. I said, okay, not bad. Right. Got stationed at Bill, California. If nobody knows where that's set, that's in Northern California, 45 minutes north of Sacramento, okay. in a city called Yuba City. It is not the best. City. It had like the fourth worst economy in the United States at the oh, time. Man. So yeah, you imagine that. So. um I met a ton of great people, a ton of them. I, yeah. Too many to name. I won't even start naming them. 
I had a lot of ups and downs in the military. My family was proud that I went yeah. to the military, right? I was my plan was to get back out the first four years and go back to the house. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going back to the house. But you get used to the guaranteed checks. Mm-hmm. You got you got your friends now. So when they came, so when they came to that fourth yep. year, I'm like, man, I think I'm gonna stay around. I might do another four. <laughs> Fast forward, you know what I'm twenty. Not not counting the fact I'm spent every dime I was making. Yeah, well, yeah, that <laughs> too. He's so like, man, I got so at this point I got a car man. note. And yeah, all this, man. So um, I did that. Um, I actually got into a little trouble in those first couple of years. Just. Man, I made a, I made I made a name for myself being the bad guy. <laughs> you was thugging, huh? Because you got to think. Yeah. Women love bad guys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I made a name for yeah. myself just being the bad guy and doing yeah, yeah. stuff unnecessarily that I should have been doing. I had friends in my ear telling me, hey, you shouldn't do that. But once you reach a certain plateau and you like the girls and stuff, you're not, yeah. you know, you don't listen to that. So I left California, got here in Barksdale, here in Shreveport. Okay. And, uh, what year was that? 2002. Okay. Good old Daryl Hawkins. Been for a while. Yeah. Okay. I've been for a while. Good old Daryl Hawkins, Sergeant Hawkins. He's retired now. Yeah. He took me under his wing and just put me on game and showed me a lot of stuff. You know, how to be a professional Air Force person mm-hmm. and still kind of do what you want to do at the same time. Right. So he, so once he believed in me and put the, instilled the game in me, it was over then. I deployed 11 times overseas. Oof. Learned a lot, met a lot of people, um, made it through after that eight-year enlistment. Then you'd be like, okay, I might as well just ride it out from yeah. here. You know, I, like That's I said. That's what they say in the military. If right. you do 10, you might as well do You might as well 10. stay. Yeah. Fast forward, you get all the way to my retirement. It was amazing when I retired at the ceremony. You could see the people that was there from the beginning. Yeah. And you see the people. It was like a 20-year collection of people it's and like, everybody in between. Yeah. It's like a reunion. Some of the people, yeah, I met when I first came in. Yeah, that's crazy. To the people that was there at the end. When you look in that crowd and you begin to make that speech, yeah. it's just like a ton. It's like a hundred bricks just fall on you because yeah, there's so much emotion. You, you look, once, you're looking yeah. at all these people that's been there on this fabulous journey with yeah. you for 20 years and uh. It it was it wasn't people think like man I'm gonna retire I ain't worried about that nah. right right man, I'm right. just ready to go but when you put when you did when you do something for twenty years for twenty years it becomes you do that, anything anything for twenty that's for twenty years that becomes yeah. you you that's how yeah. you see people when they retire from the NFL NBA they do their speech and they start crying and stuff because yeah. because you you remember that journey and yeah it's a like, journey you know how much time and effort and care. late nights yeah. I had to put into this man how much sacrifice yeah it's a journey. And man, you go on that journey and you make that speech and you're like, wow. It was worth it. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when I look back now, it was worth it. It was worth yeah. all those bumps and yeah. bruises and DJing on exactly. deployments yeah. and, DJing on and, and doing all this and... to the point. I'm here now doing the podcast that if you asked me a year ago would I be doing this, I would say no. But now, 32 episodes in, um, and counting, and, and counting, <laughs> I'm blessed to be where I'm at. But yeah. it's going to even go further. So the, my military career was a collection of good times, bad times. But overall, it was a great lifetime learning experience that yeah. I wouldn't redo not one portion of it over. Definitely. Because 
the mistakes and all the good times make who you are. It makes you, yeah. Makes you who you are today. And if you don't learn from those mistakes, it could bury you. Mm-hmm. Or you could grow from those mistakes. So I will say in, I think, great confidence, I've learned, and 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 it shows and it reflects. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. See, that's one thing about um, mistakes. I remember we was talking, and we was talking about how, like, you know, you started doing a podcast, and you was like, man, I didn't know how to do this, but, you know, I did it. And we was like, we just going to ride with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, what definitely, I, I'm going to drop a key right now. Instead of trying to get everything in order, waiting for the right time to do something, it's always better to just take action just do and it. make those mistakes. And what Nike say, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Make those mistakes. It's better to make those mistakes and learn from those mistakes than to just stay stagnant and try to figure things out and wait for the right time to do something to, you know, to to make something happen. Because when you're sitting there trying to make, you know, try to figure everything out, guess what's going to happen? The guy that's already making those mistakes, he's already a couple courses ahead of you. He's already down the road with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But couple key things I'm going to say before we wrap it up. Because, mm-hmm. boy, we don't wait a good while. But anyway, it don't matter. Uh, it's takeover. <laughs> it's the takeover. We do what we want to. Of course, yeah. we're going to do a part two to this. Big thing, Facebook. If you're pushing a product or whatever, don't just rely on likes, okay? A lot of people will support you, but they just don't hit the like button. Don't let the like button determine your success. Because that's all it is at the end of the day is a like button. Period. Right. Okay? I know like buttons give you the confidence or whatever. If you got friends that's doing any kind of business and they're advertising on Facebook, give them some feedback. Mm-hmm. Feedback and, believe it or not, the like button again, it gives them a certain point of confidence. It, it helps push you. It help, keeps going. Even though I got a home girl that does women's clothing. I don't wear women's clothing, but yeah. I try to support and like it coming exactly. on the stuff she does. You don't know how much motivation it does for people. So we always say as a black race that we need to do this and do that. Then when somebody's doing something, then you don't support it or you don't yeah, or you don't push it. But you would but you would share a fight with two kids fighting real quick. and be proud of that. So you, know I mean? you need to get out that mentality. And there's a lot of black people doing a lot of things, but a lot of times they quit because there's a lack of support that yeah. we always complain about. But when it's time for action, the opportunities there, we don't take advantage and support those kind of things. It's basically the way we, we, you know, we're brought right. up. We're brought up to be like negative. And right. Stuff, we're brought and, up to be competitive, yeah, but competitive, competitive doesn't mean selfish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can do competitive in a uh, positive way. But the, uh, other than that, Keep pushing. I'm mean, even talking to myself at this point, mm. and even Marley too. Keep pushing. Oh, if yeah. you know your product is on the up and up, it will break through sooner or later. Keep yeah. digging. You're gonna eventually hit that chest. Because you know what? Yeah. Like they said, you could be an inch away from hitting that chest, but you quit, mm-hmm. and you just never know. I seen. A, I remember I seen a picture. Right? It was these two like tunnels. Uh-huh. Right? It was these two tunnels. Two people digging these two, these two tunnels. Right? And at the end of the tunnel, there was like these diamonds, right? Right. And then you could tell there was one guy who was digging the tunnel, and he was getting to it. He's probably like probably about halfway there. And there was the other guy at the bottom, right, or, or at the second tunnel, and mm-hmm. he was an inch away from the diamonds. You see him in a picture. You see him walking away. But if he would have just hit it one more, one more time. time, you know, if you would have kept, if he would have kept, kept on with it. 
he would have got to those diamonds, man. And that's pretty much what we're, we're talking that's what about we're saying. right now. And that's what DJ Marley is saying. That's what I'm saying. So to wrap it up, I want to thank DJ Marley for oh, coming yeah. through, man. He, he's going to, I'm going to say with good confidence, he's going to be a regular on the show because he actually enjoys doing this. Oh, yeah, I like this. Along with I'm, my, I'm a fan, along, man. I love this. Along yeah. with my other partners that enjoy doing this. Yeah. Um, shout outs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let DJ Marley do his shout outs first and then I'll come behind him. No doubt, man. Yeah, definitely shout out to everybody that's listening, everybody that listens to the TakeOver podcast. Uh, definitely shout out to all the local rappers and all the local DJs and all the DJs are across the country, the up and coming rappers across across the country. Hope y'all listening. Hope y'all getting those keys that y'all need. Um, also, I have a radio show on Setting Every College Radio. You can stream it on Setting Every College Radio. Go on our website, Setting Every College Radio. It's KSCL. 91.3 FM in Shreveport. 91.3 FM in Shreveport. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. One more time I'm going to say it. Every Wednesday. 4.30 to 6. It's a live mix. Central Central, Central Time. Central mm-hmm. Time. Yeah, because we're because we're in Louisiana. So right. 4.30 to 6 Central Time. 4.30 to 6 Central Time. Every Wednesday is a hump day mix. It's a live mix. 436 live mix. Listen to that. I'm live on the radio dropping, you know, dropping them tracks, them old school tracks, hip hop, R&B, new tracks. Um, you know, sometimes I feel froggy. I might throw in like some reggae or something <laughs> like that. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. Pick up my Caribbean people, them, you know. Um, definitely. Oh, hit me up on Facebook. I want to hear your comments, good or bad. You know what I mean? Even if it's bad, I, I'll sit there and debate with you. You know what I mean? Feedback. Good, I want that. I want that feedback, good or bad. I want that feedback. Hit me up on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Marlon Mullings. They hit me with that that government. I don't know why, man. But hit me on Facebook, Marlon Mullings. M A R L O N. Right. That's my first name. M A R L O N. My last name is M U L L. I-N-G-S, Marlon Mullings. Hit me on Facebook. I want to hear what y'all think about everything. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man, I'm excited to do it, man. No problem, man. Yeah. Uh, the affiliates, Slaughterhouse Radio, slaughterhouse.com. Um, Vic, who's in charge of that, gave the takeover an opportunity way back when during the infancy, the beginning of it. Gave us an uh, opportunity syndication. We probably only had maybe about six shows out. So I want to give him a big thank you for continually to promote us and keeping us on Slaughterhouse Radio. That's slaughterhouse.com. You can find it on Facebook. We don't know it. We're on there every Friday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Ian Gleason Show, which is almost like cousins of the takeover, based out of Dallas, Texas, they put on... Uh, uh, a good show, different from ours, but it is a good show. So check out the Ian Gleason show. My homeboy Cuddy, who's responsible for getting us on the Ian Gleason show, he got the Cuddication, the Kickback podcast that you can find on YouTube. Go check out his show. Um, my boy Jose has a podcast. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, I guess I had to put it on the next show. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. You'll find it. It'll but you'll find you. it if you get to the cut of case. I know he listened to it like, man, it's yada, yada, yada. I know, yeah. right. Yeah. But you could, you could, you'll find it. Um, 
Oh, yeah, the Renata Soul Show on Clayham Radio every Sunday at 6 o'clock. Renata, she was the first to give us our very first interview, period. Oh, so man. her and Billy Broadway have always been a um, supportive of the show. So we give them a big thank you as well. Put you on game, two, not two brothers. You know, it's a, um, four brothers from Dallas that does a podcast. And they work very hard, just like the takeover. They work very hard. Put you on game podcast. I listen to them. Support them brothers, you know. You can support more than one podcast. I'm like, well, since we support you, we can't support them. No, mm-hmm. you, you can do that, okay. Um, every Saturday from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock down there at the Farmer's Market, my homegirl Sam and her husband BJ do what we call the Samurai Ice, the mm. best snow cones in Shreveport. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm talking about this. You ain't finna just bite a bunch of ice and be out of juice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey you, you gonna get to finish it from start to finish. They give yeah. you a lot of snow cones. These snow cones about 20 feet tall. Oh, man. <laughs> I definitely gotta so, get me one of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They do a very good job. That's why I talk about entrepreneurship. Yeah. I don't, care. I don't give a damn for a snow cone stand and selling tires. Hey, you got your own business, so... I um, congratulate them on the success that they are having and will continue to have. All my friends, family, the artists that ever supported the TakeOver podcast, we appreciate you. We got bigger things coming. The shirts are going like fire. I'm like, good Lord. Yeah, it's been a, a over request for them, so don't worry. We're going to get them out to the proper people. Um, Chef is the Chef, OGPC. Um, Badass Billy, all the good members of the Takeover Podcast show, they do a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see. Just because they're not on every episode doesn't mean they're not there. So let's just get that cleared up. Um, We got a lot of big stuff coming up. It's the summer, so just stay tuned. So with that being said, oh, I forgot my boy. The at Supernatural Barbershop, right outside the gate. <laughs> I was waiting for it. it if you tired of getting yeah. them messed up haircuts, <laughs> your edge halfway behind your head, your mustache, your beard's getting all misaligned, go yeah. check out my boy D or any of the barbers at Supernatural Barbershop. Is that that one off the North Gate? Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Next nah, is- it's out the West Gate. It's out the okay. West. It's out okay. the West gotcha, Gate. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's out the West Gate. Yeah. So uh, you go check them out, man. Let them boys tighten you up. I almost forgot them. Boy, you probably yeah. slapped me if I <laughs> <laughs> out the West Gate. And yeah. then DJ Marlon, you heard him. Check out his show. Hey. Okay. Check him Every out. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. It's the Hump Wednesday. Day Rush Hour show. All Every Wednesday. It's a live mix. Tune in. So every college radio. So from myself. Stream it. And DJ Marley, this is the takeover. We out of here.